listening to the MS Mobile Show. If you are a Win fan, this is the podcast for you. We focus on the Microsoft devices and services that bring us together. That sounds a little bit cheesy, but that is exactly what it is. On this episode, uh, we are discussing a variety of Microsoft services. We're going to cover some much needed and long overdue Twitter and Slack feedback from our listeners. And of course, we're going to share our personal app music and podcast picks. My name is Vernon E.L. Smith. I am thrilled to have David V. Kimball joining me today as as often. <laughs> Quite often. Hey, Vernon. Good to see you. It's funny, though, because usually when I see you, there's no Skype logo overlaid over your face. And this time, we're using Skype. And, and n- hey, now that the new Universal Windows Platform Skype app is here, that is now more of a pleasure than it's ever been. But sad to say, that's not the reason we're using it. Yes. Uh, recently, we had the displeasure of learning that Blab, Blab.im, is no longer. Well, the URL is still there, but you can... Actually, all I got was a completely white blank page when I went to the site. That was kind of odd. I thought at least they'd have like a, you know, a broken video camera on it or something, but uh, it's no longer. And so we're using Skype, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but uh, we'll discuss a little more about that further into the show. David, how's your week been, bud? Uh, my week's been pretty good. Very busy at work, and and uh, I got on some projects that I'm working on that don't have anything to do with Microsoft, so I won't bore you with that. But um, just busy, and but good also connecting with some some friends that I haven't seen in a while recently, which has been good. Uh, nice. And as far as I as far as I know, you've had quite the week yourself. <laughs> yeah, we're still going through home selling and purchasing stuff. And there's a, an awful lot there, and some of it's, well, it's all a little bit stressful. Some of the stress is good. Other parts is, uh, is well, other parts uh, challenging, and that's that's fine, and, and whatever. That's the way, uh, that's part of being a grown-up, I suppose. Wait, did you say good stress that exists? Well, stress can push you to do things that you would no- not normally do, and... Uh, Sometimes that's bad. Sometimes it's good. But uh, stress stress uh, ratchets up the intensity, and some people buckle. Some people uh, pull through and perform. And I guess I may be a variety of the. I may be a combination of those things. So anyway, um, hey listeners, thanks for listening. Of course, thanks for joining. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the show. You guys know the drill. Follow us on Twitter, MS Mobile Show, and of course our Slack channel. We've had some good interaction in Slack lately. Some, um, especially if you are a a gamer, say uh, on Xbox Live, share your gamer tag in there, and um, that's a good thing. Slack, do it. I guess we might as well just jump into this. Like I said before, we're using Skype. We did. We are not using Blab. Blab is gone. Rest in and peace, Blab. A, yep, RIP. Uh, very, you know, Blab is dead, long live Blab, all that. We need to figure out what else we're going to do now because <laughs> we absolutely love the interaction, the, the chat room interaction, and then having people jump onto the show before and after, uh, you know, 
to chat with them and and all that. And so we need to find an alternative. Of course, we could individually invite specific people into our our uh, Skype and uh, handle it that way. But that really isn't um, as 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 wonderful as Blab was in that regards. So we're going to try out a few different things. I mean, of course, there is. Um, there's YouTube Live, which used to be or, or, you know, kind of replaced Google Hangouts or um, uh, what is it? F- uh, yeah, Google Hangouts on air, I should say. Right. There's, of course, Facebook Live. There's um, there's still, I mean, some people even use Justin TV, Ustream. And there's all these other things. I had a couple shared with me by Joel uh, Rushworth just a little bit ago. And then, of course, David, what else? You mentioned something earlier. Maybe you should elaborate on that one. Sure. Well, Justin TV is now Twitch. So Twitch is focused on, you know, game live streaming. But I know recently they've sort of delved more into, like, there's a generic creativity channel. And there's some, like, gaming talk shows. And so I don't know to what degree it would be it would be fitting or even a good platform necessarily. But, I mean, we have the tools to make it work. So if you guys know of a great live streaming platform that we could use in blabs stead we'd love to hear your suggestions because yeah i mean there really wasn't a whole lot of other tools like blab it just fit this particular format so well but if you know something else let us know Mm -hmm. and uh like i did not mention yet uh i alluded to it uh joel said that uh, alpha geek radio and tune in are two options that a podcast that he knows of he listens to quite a bit um, is uh, that works well for them and they have a chat there's a um, well there's a listening live mechanism there for that so that's that's good anyway like David said just let us know if, if there's one particular thing you think uh, would work better and we're gonna explore it we've got well we have some time we can use Skype for a while but we want to find something that interacts well with with the listeners and it is really awesome to get you guys input in the chat and all that. So, yeah. All right. Um, what do we got next here? So one of the, the tip tip of the episode is, was suggested by Michael Barodi Barodi. I'm sorry, but I still don't know how to say your last name. And, uh, his suggestion is to talk about how to disconnect Twitter would we or not Twitter uh, Facebook would we call these apps or would we call them I guess co- yeah connected apps from yeah, Facebook like, you know like the Facebook ex- like the Facebook exclusive apps that you play that require you to set, sort of connect your account or when when it tells you to log in with Facebook those kind of connections that kind of latch onto your account and just kind of sit there <laughs> so not only that but say Instagram for example if you're going to if you you know log in Instagram and you want to post from Instagram to Facebook, you need to make a connection there. And that's one of those things that you, you know, if you don't, if you no longer do that, you may want to disconnect those things. That's a great, I I mean, it's a great tip. And so we're going to dig a little bit deeper into that. This is actually not Microsoft related and it is not mobile related, but it is still very relevant to pretty much everyone listening. And it's a, it's a great tip by Michael. So go to Facebook on the web and you might be able to do this somewhere in the app too, but I really doubt this. Go um go on the web, and just on the right side settings, uh, you know the little settings gear thing, drop down into into the true settings, and from there you should be able to go uh, on the left side would be apps about fourth from the bottom, and clicking on that is going to come up with a whole 
whole list of everything that is connected. And from there, you can, well, I'll just list off some of the ones I have. About.me, Blink, <laughs> Endomondo Sports, Foursquare, Instagram, Genie, Flickster, Buffer, Beats Music, Bing, Foundbyte, Indiegogo, Jobbyte, like all these different things. And, and many people have plenty of things, obviously. And so just clicking on one of them, I'll do, do Beats Music, for example. I do not use that. Um, you can you can check or uncheck different things. It's, it's relatively granular on here. Um depending on the app, probably mm-hmm. depending less on Facebook and more on this specific app or service. But that's very interesting. I can basically just um, shut it down and close it all out. That's really interesting. So that's uh, how you do it. Actually, it's facebook.com slash settings question mark tab equals sign applications now or just find it through the settings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's worth checking it out, and maybe there's something in there you really don't want connected, or maybe it's just time to clean house, proverbially, and uh, that's always a wise thing to do. Yeah, like what Vernon said. I mean, you're you're able to go in and say, let's say eight. I have eight tracks connected as, as like a music app. Let's say you're fine with it being connected with your account, but you don't want it to access your friends list, or you don't want it knowing your email address. You can actually just uncheck those items. But then there are a few things that are required as per the app standards. So, for example, it, it will gray out options like, hey, it can still see your profile picture and some of your public information or whatever. So there are things that you can't individually get rid of. And there's always that remove app option that Vernon was talking about if you want to clean house. Um, but moving forward, there's a, there are a few tips to prevent this backlog of annoying apps. The first thing is if there's a login to Facebook option on a website, don't use it. Just use the yeah. standard email login method. I think we've talked about this before, but you you don't want to be relying on your Facebook account to log into other websites. It's just well, not a very me, good practice. I I don't do I do I don't do that. I I log in separately. But if you are to log in with your Facebook account, that basically means you have one less password to keep track of. If that's something of value to you, but um, like David said, just I never opt in with the Facebook uh, option. Yeah, I liked a little more granular control i suppose totally and like i that's honestly probably why most people do it like i don't want to make a new account i just want to click something and just use one account but again there's an issue where you have some accounts tied to your email you have some accounts tied to facebook and if something happened to your account you know it might be more difficult to recall well did i use facebook to log in and if your facebook account gets compromised i mean you're in for bad news there's gonna be literally no way you could get your account back from an email standpoint Mm -hmm. so anyway uh, and then that's the first tip. The second tip is as soon as you approve a connection with an app, look carefully and see if it posts on your behalf and just change it to only me for visibility. So if the app were to post something really embarrassing, like Joe Blow just liked 30 pictures that are really odd, embarrassing pictures <laughs> that he shouldn't be liking that are maybe are not safe for work at, while at work. Of course, this is not reflective of my own personal habits, <laughs> but you're able to have it so that if it does post anything without your permission, it just is only visible to yourself, which is a huge help. And I've used it for years and it, it's it's great because there are a few times when you think you tell the app, do not post as me, even though you're connected and it does it anyways. So if you can, if you limit the visibility, then it's not an issue. Good point. All right. Um, we will cover some Twitter and Facebook, well, Twitter and Slack feedback 
One cool conversation that's been happening in the chat has been regarding uh, some of these apps that are going away and then coming back as UWP apps. So it's awesome they're coming back as UWP apps, but no one really knows that that's happening. The messaging is getting lost, and it really, you know, it's all doom and gloom, and that's how people re report on things. And so a great example is the Amazon app. And both David and I were just kind of saying that, oh, I haven't really used that in a while anyway because it sucks. <laughs> well, um, basically Amazon has announced that they're ending, the you know, support ending uh, August 15th. Well, that's, uh, that sucks. And they want, um, but apparently there is a UWP app on the way. I did not see that bit of news. Thank you to Joel, Joel Rushworth, and um, who else was talking about it? Daryl, I think, in the chat, basically saying that it is coming, which I wasn't aware of. So um, I don't know what else I want to add to that, I well, guess. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's weird. I got the email saying about your Amazon Windows Phone app, and all it said was, hey, just so you know, on this date of August 15th, we're discontinuing it. Use the mobile browser to access it. They didn't mention anything about a UWP app, which is really interesting that they didn't do that. And also, they already have Audible and they have uh, Kindle apps, both more modern and working better than their Amazon Amazon app. And, I mean, I hope they still continue support for that. Very odd. Yeah, I don't understand... Uh what's going on with that but that is not the only example this has happened a few different times and it's just it's like come on share a little more be more transparent in what's going on and even just give us a smidgen of like hope oh we're this is we're dropping this but we're planning on or we intend to or you know a uwp app is in the works or we're considering blah 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 like anything not even mentioning you know they're not even giving any hope so that is discouraging especially for civilians who may not listen to this show or like whatever <laughs> um we uh whatever you get the point so that's discouraging something less discouraging is to go go into the slack channel and uh you need to you need to follow you need to talk to daryl pritchard the dude's awesome we love daryl he's been on the show a few episodes ago and he recently got the xbox one s and so he had the Xbox One. He actually sold that to someone in the chat, which is great. It's a good little mini swappa we have going on in Slack. But uh, his gamer tag is Toe Jam, and he certainly wants everyone to uh, you know connect with him. T O W J A M. So j jump in the Slack chat and share uh, your gamer tag if that's what you like, and uh, create a little bit of a, a network here uh, if if you want, and. Um, Game against your MS Mobile show listener buddies, if you if you desire. Now, Vernon, you since you have a Microsoft account, obviously that, and you you've probably experimented with the Xbox app uh, ever since Windows Phone Seven. You have a gamer tag, right? Uh, I've had a gamer tag for about six years, and so nice. it is. Well, I I'll just say people who've been listening to me for a long time can probably really guess what it is, or you're already gamer tag friends with me. Or you can uh, go to the chat and you can do the Slack chat and find out what that is if you desire. Ooh, secrety, secretive. Oh, Mine yeah. is simply David V. Kimball. But what's funny is it didn't Lame. always. Well, it didn't always be that. I actually paid to change it to be that at some point when oh, wow. I was in high school. I think I did that. Hmm. Well, how much did it cost at that time? 
I don't remember. It was not very much money. It was like $5 or less. I don't even remember how much I paid for it. Maybe even $5 is way more than what it was, but it was so insignificant. I was like, oh man, it's totally worth it. And I was probably the only person I knew that did it. <laughs> but um, I should seriously consider that because my gamer tag is not what I am everywhere else. So, Hey, it's not much money and not a lot of services let you do that. Which is really some make it free and some like lock you in forever. So yeah. also, by the way, Daryl, if you're listening, that that gamer tag is awesome. Like it's it's the coveted part of it is it's super short. It's six letters. That's awesome. Yeah. So stick with it and see if you can use it in other places if if you're doing any more gaming stuff. It's really good. Yeah. Another thing I noticed in the in the gaming channel in our uh, in our Slack channel, how do we how do we break those up? Gaming conversation gaming thread i mean i don't know what that is yeah but it's different than the general or the random or the promote thyself and all that yeah they're called channels okay so in the gaming channel uh it just seems like red dead red dead redemption is still most uh whatever so it's still at the top of the charts uh as far as the folks in there and i've heard that you know I, I've felt this way for a while that if I was to get an Xbox One eventually, that is probably one of the first games I would get just because of what I know about it and a little bit of playtime I've seen and whatever. That would be at the top of my list, but don't, don't uh, take my word for it, I guess. Now, what draws you to Red Dead Redemption? Uh, what I understand about it, and I hope someone, I expect someone will correct me when I, when I put my foot in my mouth here, I think is that it's an open world that it's basically just go do little missions and you don't have to like, I, I like being patient and, and deliberate in what I'm going to do. And I want, I'd rather do it. I, I, well, we have this saying at work, which I basically, not that I pioneered it, but I use it a lot more than anybody else. Accuracy before speed. I want you to go do this job correctly. And then as you continue to do it correctly, you'll do it faster and faster. And that uh, is important when it comes to manufacturing. We need to make sure our product quality is is um, the quality needs to be ahead of uh, efficiency and productivity, all that. So, um, hmm. so maybe that's just my kind of twisted mentality, and and uh, I'm certainly not a, a gamer in in really any regard. But that would be uh, I like that about it. I like that it's kind of Western. I think that's really interesting. Not that it makes it any better than something else but i think it's just a cool twist and um it just doesn't seem too serious but it's still uh as i understand you could still go shoot some stuff you know like that's that's obviously good so i mean you hit the nail on the head it is an open world western environment game and that's that's why it's it's so i think it's so popular is because i mean you have your grand theft autos but this is set in a particular scene and there you know it's it's got like a more controlled environment You're using horses, not cars, you know, so it's, you know, it's got that cool, unique spin to it. So, yeah, I think you you uh, if you get it, you'll be pleasantly surprised if that's what you're going into wanting. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But I learned a lot of that from the chat in Slack feedback from Twitter. We ha- um, we had boy, this was Michael as well. Michael Bordy asked about how to add Fitbit to his Microsoft Health uh, app account. Uh, app slash account so recently unfortunately fitbit announced that they are discontinuing support for microsoft health app uh health no my health microsoft my health now, that is a little bit different than the health app for windows phone so that's 
odd for one, but um, we looked into this, or I looked into this a little bit further, and I could not, I'm sorry, not my health, Health Vault, my mistake. Microsoft Health Vault, which came before Microsoft Health, mm-hmm. um, Health Vault was more like, um, like, HIPAA stuff like it would <laughs> it would contain you could contain all your data in there and in, in some ways it was actually a way to share it with your your physician and like whatever it's kind of in a way it was almost just too boring and helpful than just being uh-huh. a, a, it was a, <laughs> it was too productive for it to be cool um not not that I have this great experience with this, but that was my understanding of it, that it really was a good, valuable tool, and that it, because it was so helpful, it was just boring. Um, they're discontinuing for, uh, support for that as far as it... I'm sorry, Fitbit is discontinuing support for Microsoft Health Vault. That is different than Microsoft Health, which is the app that runs your Microsoft Band and, and also like on iOS, for example, and on uh, Windows Phone, you... Even without the band, Microsoft Health is the app you'd use that would track your steps using the phone, which, of course, is pretty valuable and pretty cool. Which is different than the MSN health and fitness <laughs> range of applications, which is basically fitness, like, content and, like, information. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. Um, so we I looked a little bit further into this, and I tried to connect my Fitbit account to Microsoft Health or vice versa, for that matter. And um, I couldn't do it. I couldn't figure it out. Now, maybe there's a way to do that. I wasn't able to do it. Um, and I guess, listeners, if you've been able to succeed at this, please let us know so we can get a good answer to Michael and, of course, um, the other listeners who would probably find this pretty pretty attractive. I should mention that a, a, um, a pretty well-respected um, fellow podcaster and fellow uh, Microsoft enthusiast has a, a a hunch it's not even quite a rumor he just feels that this may be the case that microsoft may buy fitbit he thinks that it makes sense and i won't rule that out i think that is not uh unreasonable i think that's an interesting thought i think that um could work just fine and um i don't know what do you see what uh, we will see what do you think about that david I think it would go along pretty nicely with their recent habits of buying things. Uh, You know, whether or not it will work is, I mean, kind of always the question with Microsoft, unfortunately. You know, it's really hit or miss. Um, But it would certainly, I think it would certainly drive a lot more interest in Microsoft Health and Microsoft Band as a whole. Because, of course, the question would be, well, if they bought Fitbit, I mean going forward what would they do with hardware would they focus on fitbit and say this is the fitbit version uh, and then focus on band or they just move completely to fitbit like what what do you think they would do when presented with multiple options of hardware well i i think the fitbit i mean fitbit continues to creep into that their fringe how do i say this like the fringe of fitbit that is in the notification and productivity side that fringe is getting larger and larger. But Microsoft with the band two is already so set up, I'll say, for good notification and response and with Cortana built in and everything. I think that that perhaps they can cross the services. I think they're definitely uh cross, you know, Microsoft Health and Fitbit. Basically get all of that, especially get the 
the gaming, the competitive side of and, and uh, social side of, of health with Fitbit. Fitbit is the best one to compete with your friends and all that kind of thing. I think having that on the background would be wonderful. And I think having Fitbit devices, Fitbit branded devices as they're going forward makes sense. And that's fine. Great. Good. And then the band team can learn from the Fitbit team as far as, you know, technology and stuff. But just like with the Surface, just like with uh, Windows mobile devices and and HoloLens as far as uh, Microsoft Holographic, I think it would be wise to continue making a Microsoft branded um what do you call it you know halo device halo wearable or halo we'll just call it um well yeah um i would call it just a broadly a wearable i suppose instead of you yeah. know a a fitness device i mean what i mean are there similar because microsoft's being really selective in their hardware right now like i mean they're i think they're really slimming down on like lumia stuff like they're not doing the alternate yeah. like lower end devices so like again like i just i don't see fitbit devices and band working in harmony that well maybe i'm just not seeing it correctly but like in the future or seeing right now like in the future if they were to acquire them you know well how difficult would it be basically if they replaced the the current back end of the if they integrated fitbit's back end with their current Microsoft Health stuff. Okay, whatever they wanted to call that. I'm trying to think of which way it would go. They they could not they wouldn't get rid of the Fitbit branded back end. They would keep that obviously. That'd be wise. Um hmm. Maybe you could maybe you could run Fitbit services on Microsoft hardware. Hmm. And that would be which is actually opposite of Microsoft's normal uh you know Seriously? software ha- hardware uh, plan but then again if microsoft owns fitbit it is it is their stuff it's just named something different hmm. well whatever how many but. years will they get it to integrate like they've it's taking them to get skype to integrate and oh, look God. correct this is um, ridiculous yeah that that well, actually brings me to another discussion i want to have with you that's not even in the notes at all but i thought it'd be fun to bring up uh, and i'll give you some time to think about it before i make you answer but a topic that i want to discuss is like when you get a microsoft device let's say you get like a new windows phone and you're starting fresh How, like what is your willingness to use a stock default application versus an alternative for example are you comfortable using the default weather app because it's got you know integration with cortana and it just kind of fits the aesthetic of the os or are you like no i want to get like a specific uh you know transparent tile weather app that fits my particular needs hmm well, I'll give one recent example that may bring some light, you know, shed some light on this. The The weather app, Prognosa, is a good app, and I paid for it, you know, I don't know, $1.29 or something. It has a wonderful live tile, very good live tile. Um, I'm very happy with it. You have options, but of course, you can go transparent or you can go the, the color, and, and it shows a lot of good data on a double wide tile. Great, wonderful. But the app itself is kind of, it, I don't know, it... it got rusty as i've said before and it it still has that annoying pop-up of pretty much anytime you open it especially if you've reinstalled it for example it says you want to rate this do you want to rate this do you want to rate this and you have to back out each time and it's you can't even just tap away you have to hit the back button like really just because of that i'm not rating it and um but i still use it as a live tile and i almost never enter the app and occasionally i actually go 
occasionally I will choose to go to Cortana and hit weather that way to see the forecast or, you know, to, to, to dig deeper. But as far as a live tile, I'm very satisfied with that third-party um, prognosis. That's, that's one example. That's really interesting. I, for weather, I use an app called Blue Skies, which is also very, very good. And the inside of the app is just as good as the live tile. It's modern. It's even Windows 10 Mobile compliant now in terms of aesthetic and kind of how it's set up. Um, so I really like Blue Skies. But part of me, you know, likes the idea of, but if I use the stock weather app, then it talks to Cortana and they speak the same language and you'd be getting a consistent message. And if I pulled up my Windows 10 PC, it'd be the same. And like, there's some kind of enjoyment to that thought, mm-hmm. you know, and in the same way, like, you know, the, like if the podcast, if the default podcast app wasn't so just subpar, oh Windows God. 10 mobile, I'd feel the same way about that. But immediately it's like not even a choice. Like you'd pick anything pretty much over the default app in that particular scenario. And but then like for example, then you then you have a different scenario entirely where on Windows Phone 8.1 for example, I would install Rap Dialer because it had, you know, that great functionality where you could search by phone number, but there was something weird about it where you know it didn't have the live tile count. It it had that, you know, extra little icon where it didn't look stock and that like bothered me because I wanted the phone app to be stock, you know. So you know, it's funny that like something as insignificant as how it looked on your start screen would matter, but that was a factor. And yes, Rap Dialer has certain functionality that I want. If I really want it, I'll just find it in my apps list and open it there. But I want the stock app to be on the start menu. Nice. It's so weird how particular we can be. It's it's really funny actually. Um, you're so Rap Dialer. When was the last time you tried using? How do I say this? Like um, with the Windows phone, Windows 10 Mobile phone app now, you get a lot more features that perhaps you're looking for in RapDialer. Um, I would consider going back to stock and searching that way, see what you get. Totally. I have not used RapDialer in a very long time. Okay. But um, when I was in college, my most used my most use case for RapDialer was if my friend got a text from someone and didn't know who it was, invariably they would go to me and say, what number is this? And I'd type it in and tell them who it was. Because like I'm obsessed with making sure contact data is accurate. And, yeah, you know, for up sure. To date. They have a picture. <laughs> like If they don't have a Facebook account, I'm freaking finding a picture of them, saving it on my phone, and making it their profile, <laughs> like their picture. There's not going to be the blank little first initial, last initial nonsense. Like It's going to be a picture of them. It's going to be their first name. And no silly nicknames. No. It's their first name, and it's their last exactly. name. And you know what the number? It's not going to have dashes and periods it's going to have the correct <laughs> laid out it's not going to have the stupid extra area code stuff it doesn't need it's going to fit perfectly with all the other things so that's i'm very awesome. very particular about my contacts <laughs> so that's that again that's, that's not really the case anymore where people are constantly asking me what you know numbers are right so um but anyway i just thought that was a fun thing where you know I, and i'm sure if we asked other people like in the slack channel like what there's there's the obvious things like oh, I want to pin this app because it has a transparent tile or it has live tile functionality. There are the obvious things like that. But then there's other little like quirky reasons why people do pin certain things or don't. So it's just fun to hear Windows Phone slash Windows 10 Mobile, you know, users, um, you know, explain why they do or do not pin certain things. That's really interesting. That's cool. 
All right, so where does that leave us here? We are, yeah, basically, if you know how to connect Fitbit and Microsoft Health, let us know, listeners. There's got to be a way, or at least there was, and uh, let's get that info out there because I don't have it. David, uh, back to you again. Skype. Yeah, so this the new universal Windows platform. Skype application is really, really good. I've actually got some time to use it, and it's snappy, and it looks like everything else Microsoft and Windows, and it works. And, oh my goodness, I know lots of people that aren't like crazy Windows 10 fans saying, I, I uninstalled the desktop application of Skype, and I'm only using the new version of Skype. Like, they don't even necessarily know it's UWP. They just like the new Skype app. Wow. And uh, so even, quote-unquote, normies. <laughs> normies is like a really, really funny word, so I'm going to try to use it more. All right, um, let's do it. The one thing I will say, though, that... This is one of the applications that has hamburger menu section, where uh, if if we're on a call and you click the hamburger menu, it reveals another menu that has another hamburger menu. No, and if you click it, it reveals another set of menus. No, nope. You can't. You can deny it all you want, Vernon, but uh, it's there. It's not true, David. I'm denying it. <laughs> but I, I just thought that was so funny. Like, you know, because you're used to the normal Skype app, so I look for certain icons. Like, oh no, okay, that makes sense as a for placement. Then I click it and be like. There's another hamburger menu. Uh, so anyway, that and, and again, like I, I'm kind of skeptical when it comes to universal Windows platform apps having all the features that Win32 or you know mm-hmm. 64 apps do. I'm a power user, and so more features and more fully enabling functionality matters to me. But no, you can share screens, you can send files, like you can do all the things you could do on a desktop one. As far as I'm aware and with a better experience to boot. So uh, if you have been reluctant to switch over, like I would suggest, and also as a case study, this is really encouraging because it means that, you know, you can have a universal Windows platform app that is a no compromise iteration of the application you already use. So that that as a case study is actually the most encouraging part for me in the, pack, in the fact that it's built in to Windows 10. Nice. Well, one real quick app bit of news that is not Windows windows or windows 10 mobile uh the yammer app yammer apps for ios and android have got a substantial update and um i don't use yammer on either of those platforms so it's really not going to add much more to it but just i guess we'll throw that in there as a news tidbit yeah and yammer if you use yammer at all on windows 10 mobile or windows phone there's not much there unfortunately it's not a particularly good app but yeah i use yammer and I don't use it very much, but the, the the Windows 10 mobile app is pretty lackluster and has not been updated in quite some time. So I'm glad mm-hmm. to see it's being updated on something. Oh, I have a mini rant. If I get an email saying, Joe Blow invited you to LinkedIn, um, I can hit, let's see, I can hit view pro- profile or I can hit, forget which one it is, two main buttons on the email, you know, either accept invitation or view profile. And hitting one of them takes me, to the web, which then boots me to install the LinkedIn app. I love that that those hooks are in there. That's wonderful. The LinkedIn app is horse stuff. It is. It's got to be the worst. It's it's one of the worst apps I've ever used, especially right now. It feels like it's from 2012. It's it, from Windows Phone 7 for sure. It yeah. It is. Oh my goodness. So that's annoying. And to back out of it, it's actually. 
it's a pain in the butt. Like I didn't even try and change in a URL and it was just a weird link in there. I could not get to LinkedIn on the web. So I had to go uh, go back and click the other button. I forget which one was which, but um, good luck with that. That is a joke right now. I you wish there was a way crazy? to disconnect that. I just realized there are, a thing exists where a Windows Phone app can be six years old. <laughs> That's true. Wow. And that LinkedIn app is just about It's probably like six years old. <laughs> What's funny is that now LinkedIn... Well, the joke has been that Microsoft bought LinkedIn for twenty-six million billion dollars so that they could get a good, so they could get the app updated. Yeah, and it Someone hasn't happened like, yet. Man, I lose LinkedIn all the time. I wish it was updated. How can we convince them? Well, we could buy them. <laughs> yeah. Well, it hasn't been fixed yet. Of course, the acquisition isn't final and all that. But oh man, you're so right about that, though. Oh, it's so bad. Oh uh, yuck. Sorry to be a downer. All right. Uh, what is fantastic? No, no good segue. No good way to segue this. Uh, <laughs> hey, David, what is fantastic that is on Windows 10 Mobile? <laughs> like, you're just going to, like, reverse the order of the line that I wrote in the notes? Well, Vernon, it's such a coincidence that you asked. <laughs> By the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, on a previous episode, I talked about Clamor which is a Windows 10 mobile application for Discord, which is the uh, messaging platform I rant about because it's so good. I rant in a good way about it. Spelled the British way. Spelled the British... Oh, yeah. Clamor is spelled (laughs) the British way because an amazing British developer is making it, and he's doing an absolutely amazing job. I want to make sure I get his his tag slash name right, though, real fast so that, I mean, people know... So Clamor is not something I've used because I do not use Discord and um, I have no reason, I mean, I guess I have no compelling reason to use it, but I have nothing against it. And I suppose as I um, strive to be as cool as David, eventually I will. uh, I don't know. I guess I'll use it, but it's not. Why why is it not in my wheelhouse, David? Uh, Because again, it is is typically for, for gamers. It's made with gamers in mind. But it's really just a great platform in general. Like it's it's consistently praised by pretty much everyone that uses it. Their marketing team is incredible and knows how to cater to their audience and make silly videos that promote new features. It's completely free. There's like so many features packed into this uh, application. I think it's better than Slack. It's better than uh, lots of things. And COD is a fish is the tag of this guy <laughs> on Discord anyways. Wow, okay. uh, and he's super friendly, super great guy. Um, been really so, listening for feedback, and it's, it's been a great experience so far. Like, it, it, there's some features that are missing. Obviously, it's in like pre-alpha or something, but it's smooth experience. It adheres to the Windows 10 mobile design language, although it's, it feels very Microsoft. He has just beautiful, clean interface. So, really big fan of it so far. So, let me ask this. If if someone hears, if a gamer hears the gamer tag, COD is a fish, is that alluding to that that Call of Duty is not cool in any way? and that, Or is it saying, no, you idiot, it's not called COD, it's called COD? That is really funny. That's, I'll have to ask him that. Because I actually, when, you, when you're on Discord, when you're a gamer in general, there are so many bizarre tags and usernames. You just sort of just separate the idea that they mean something completely from them for the most part 
But you do raise a really good point about that. Those two are very likely reasons that, it, that he's named that. So I have to ask him now. I'm going to message him immediately after this podcast now. Okay. So anyway, I want to give him and the Clamor app a shout out because it's long overdue for a Discord application. So thank you for your work. Cool. All right. Well, that's about to... Well, that was actually into our app picks already. So my app pick is v- Vinci or... Vin- Okay, V-I-N-C-I. I don't know how it's pronounced yet uh, because of internet and me not watching videos and all that, um, you know, listening to words. V- like Leonardo da Vinci is Vin- Vinci. It's spelled the same way. So I'll just say Vinci. I mean, there's, no, there's no H in there, okay? But many people know of the app Prisma. It's for iOS and Android, and it it's a, it's a filter app, but it's more than just laying... Um, and uh, um, laying data on top of an image, it is manipulating it based off of uh, patterns and colors of the image. Okay, so um, I might be getting too deep in this, and I might not really know what I'm talking about when it comes to this. But it is not something that is just a filter that is just a millisecond to apply. So Prisma, as I understand, is takes between three and nine seconds when you apply each of these filters onto, you know, onto, I shouldn't call it a filter. I'll just call it augmentation. Well, when it does that, I mean, it takes a while to go through and and whatever. Uh, Vinci somehow does it very quickly, less than a second, maybe some close to two seconds, but really, I mean, it's very fast. The, uh, The algorithm or just the technology behind it is a little bit different, but still the same idea. It is. Uh, it basically came around, uh, came about, uh, been created by a Russian uh, social network, which I'm not very familiar with and don't know much more than that about. But uh, is it the app. Uh, yes. Yeah. I knew it. So it is. Uh, it is free. There's no. Uh, it's not free. Uh, freemium or anything. It's just straight up free. So I don't really know what their business model is, unless they're somehow pulling people into the social network. Uh, which would be um, surprising. But it, it's uh, been available on Windows Phone for just a few weeks or week or two or something. And uh, I got to admit, it has basically pulled me back to the dark side of using filters for Instagram. Okay. For Go ahead. These are so cool. I just tried one. <laughs> these, are, these are filters on steroids. You can barely call them filters. Augmentation. I haven't yeah. heard anyone else say that. There might be a better word, but it is definitely manipulating your photo. It, it it's yeah, it's filters on steroids. It's it's just, pretty awesome. I just picked my profile picture and I chose the fire one, and I am so pleased right now. <laughs> uh, that's actually one of my least favorite ones, I guess. It just, I mean, there's plenty of really really good ones on here. Um, uh, well, actually, actually, I think there's twelve. I think there's twelve. And, and and to be fair, Prisma has a few more filters, but I mean, whatever. This is pretty awesome. It's very cool. Vinci is already on iOS and Android, and as one can imagine, it probably hasn't had the same reception on iOS and Android, you know, percentage-wise, as it has on Windows Phone. Probably because Prisma was already, you know, the front runner and whatever, all that. But this app is great. In when when you go to the app store, you know, uh, Windows Store under Windows 10 Mobile or whatever, and you see this app, it'll show you with the Windows 10 Mobile. It shows you different things uh, like um, um, 
the, the specs or the hardware that you need for it available on Windows 10 Mobile, Windows uh, Phone 8.1, and whatever. Well, and it said that, Windows Phone 8.1, it's available for that. I sent this app to my wife because I know she would love this phone, mm-hmm. love this love this uh, app. She couldn't install it. It said not available. So she has a Lumia 920 with, um, well, with 8.1 on it. And I'm wondering if perhaps it needs a quad core instead of dual core, but I... Uh-huh. Don't know. I mean, I need to dig a little bit deeper into that. So that's disappointing, and it's actually to the point where, um, sort of a mini segue or sidebar here, my wife has become increasingly displeased with her Lumia uh, 920, and part of it's still the Snapchat thing. And I did set her up with uh, Moto G, and she got as far as I mean, like I put all the Microsoft stuff on there, put her accounts in there, and she played around with it. I didn't didn't put the SIM in. And then I said, here's Snapchat. I even opened it for her. And um, I said, here you go. And she was sitting at the table, whatever, eating dinner or something. And she basically got as far as coming up with a name. She didn't come up with a name. And then she was like, yeah, forget it. Screw it. And so, you know, like a, a real username for, for Snapchat. Uh. And so she never really did try it out. It was kind of a fad thing anyway. And um, you know, even my daughter, who uses Snapchat, it gets actually pretty creative in it, and she's approaching it more from, less from a, um, a high school social aspect and more from a, um, a reaching out or, you know, producing content aspect of it, which I'll give Snapchat credit, is getting a lot better at at that. Um, my daughter's still kind of, yeah on Snapchat, and um, maybe we'll learn more about that uh, in the following weeks. We'll see. So, um Sidebar, I don't know. Uh, my wife need I need to get her a new phone. Probably go with the 640 or the 830 or let's see what else do I have. Maybe even another 920 to see if that works, but it probably probably won't. And even at the very least, I just need to reset her phone, start fresh, um, and just see if that does it for her because it's just starting to uh, you know bog down, getting a little bit of little bit of bit rot. So you don't still have a. You don't still have the 950 from the, um, the what's it I, called? I definitely still have that. And I don't <laughs> My wife would not know that the difference between that and the 640. She would not, hmm. she would not value it. And if she wanted it, she would, she could certainly use it. But, um, I use, uh, I don't even know where that is right now. I guess maybe someone should make me an offer for it. I don't know. But, hmm. uh, it's, uh, yeah, if she wanted it, she could have it, but that's really not not her thing. Six forty probably just fine. I think the six forty actually has a better camera than her nine twenty at this point. I think hmm. maybe the lens became a little bit foggy or or something. Maybe the OIS has um, begun to deteriorate. I'm not really sure. So hmm. wait, did the nine twenty had OIS? Didn't it? I think it did. I don't just, remember. I think it did. It just was kind of the, you know, the 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 preliminary version. Whatever. Wow. All right. So, David, you got some uh good. <laughs> it's a long app pick. So, Vin- uh Vinci, yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, it's really really cool. Although I won't want to add they do put a Vinci watermark on it. Yeah. So, so Which if you if you want to be a I... jerk and you want to cheat, you just get a little bit like you, you don't just crop like, it a little bit. Yeah, you can crop it a little bit to so make the picture a little bit more zoomed out than you want it to be, and then just crop it. You're evil. Developer, David. developer didn't hear me say that. 
Yeah. But I would imagine that that would be something I would gladly pay a dollar and a half to remove the watermark. And not that I would, not that I need the watermark gone, but I mean, the developer put that work into it. Why not give them a buck and a half? Totally. I agree. I would love to get rid of the watermark and support the developer, like my payment. So, hey, let's do that. But of course, you are supporting the developer by leaving the watermark on there, getting the name out and all that kind of thing, you know, and eventually they'll make money on it somehow i don't really know what their business model is on there yeah and and you know sharing people's work like that it does does do something but i know professionals wouldn't use it oh, if it sure. had a watermark on correct it. so um my music pick is gonna be the band fun and i recommended them before and i'm gonna say it again specifically their first album not as much their newer stuff i don't really like their new stuff that much but their first album called um, Be Calm, I believe that's what it's called, um, it is fa- phenomenal. It has a bunch, it's an indie pop album. It's just a, it's a great summer album to listen to. It's got some fun, upbeat songs. It's got some, some passionate, like deep meaning songs here and there. And just, uh, it's good. So it's, it's, it hits, it strikes two chords of just fun and poppy and also just, kind of a sweet there's a few sweet songs in there too so definitely look it up nice my music pick i was actually just uh i just discovered this as i was preparing for the podcast i was ready to listen to some good background music that's like uplifting and i don't know cerebral or something and um i just went into groove and under the uh radio just typed ascala people know the band ascala they're good string uh what do you what do you call it? Contemporary string, or maybe more than that, rock. I don't know. And uh, so I played a bunch of music. You know, the the radio shows a bunch of music similar to them. And one ba- one artist which I am familiar with, Vanessa Dash May, Vanessa May. Uh, she's been around for a while. I don't know what string it is she sticks with primarily, but it's uh, whatever violin or something. One song was called "I Can Can You," and I. I only listened to it one time, but it was really interesting because the song is um, very upbeat and it's 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 a good string song, but it also has some. I'll just say it has some uh, erotic sound effects, which is very odd, but it it fits with the song, and I don't know how else to to say that. I mean, like Rob Zombie is known for having erotic sound effects or sound bites in there and it fits with his music too oddly enough um and so this is so interesting that this is from a string artist vanessa may classical classically trained and everything and this this song is actually from 1997 or at least that's what it's saying in groove so i don't know what the rest of the album is like i have to go back and find out but this is really interesting and worth checking out and this is mostly a plug for uh you know radio or what do you call it microsoft um groove radio is it my groove or is that something else well i think radio is part of is in your groove but radio is uh something that anyone with a groove pass or i think anyone using groove can use i wish i didn't have groove to test that out i suppose or you know group well i i don't i think i mean unless it's changed i'm pretty sure what it does is it when you do that it does 30 second versions of songs oh, you don't know right. i think which that is really frustrating right. and something i would never ever do <laughs> so if you have a group pass it's basically for you yeah that's that's true so this is interesting the song is pretty good uh, 
whatever. The the point is, go try uh, Groove Radio, uh, radio in in Groove Groove Music. Um, yeah. Awesome. And you said you had a podcast pick that I would be interested in, but you did not go into it. So I'm not okay. Really all right, all right, all right, all right. So I listened to a podcast called. Um, well, the Cliff Ravenscraft show, and it forever has been called Podcast Answer Man. People know this. If you're a podcaster, you should know who this person is. You should listen to this podcast. Um, so much value there. And one way that I got value out of it is that he recommended another podcast, which is not even you know a contemporary of his. Uh, he typically recommends um, similar stuff as himself. This podcast is called Archi- Archive 81. Now, if any of you remember the show Serial, for example, that was a very big podcast, and I think they're doing another, uh, they've done a second season and maybe a third. I don't know where they're at with that. And it was pretty good, especially to begin with. There's also a show called We're Alive. Did you remember that one, David? It was basically like a zombie radio play, very well produced. I mean, it was it was um, it was very good. It's this is kind of a a mix of that. It is fictional. It's very well done. It's a radio play. But it is about, well, so far I don't really know what, if it's sci-fi, if it's supernatural, if it is just weird, like, government conspiracy. I don't know what the back-end plot is, but I'm four episodes in, and it just keeps teasing at me, like, what is going on? I see, I hear the 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 weird things happening on the show. I just don't know what, I don't really know what genre it is. It's suspense as far as a genre. But the premise is that this guy um, is was his job was to go record like uh, catalog all these tapes in this big government archive, and um, they're all mixed together. And he listens to each one of them, and he needs to uh, you know determine where they would go in this catalog, how to how to sort them out. Well, the I'll just call it the shtick of the podcast is that. Uh, at the end of each episode, and also in the very beginning, you know, it's, it says, "Oh, my da- my friend Daniel, somebody forgot his name, uh, sent me these audio clips, and I just don't know. I can't find him now, and I'm just getting this info out there, this audio out there. So that if anyone has any information, email me at blah blah blah. And of course, it's fic- fictitious, but it's it's played out like it's just some guy who literally did get these things emailed to him or whatever." And now he can't find his friend. So that part is obviously fictitious, but um, it's, uh, I don't think I've given anything away. It's just really good. It's really well done. And um, it's a little scary. Um, we were listening to listening to it with the kids. And um, I, at one point I chose to turn it off. It was, it was not uh, the best for them. And so um, a little bit of profanity in there, but I mean, you know, you see, you know, that's on television and whatever so definitely check it out it's called archive 81 archive 81 all right sounds intense it it is yeah um so the twitter tip is pretty brief just a lot of you know if you reply to your own tweet at a later point after you've tweeted it bumps back up to the top including your reply well you can save a few characters by replying to your own tweet and then deleting your own username and then typing it in twitter still knows that it was a reply to your own tweet and it will still link to your old tweet and show it to all your followers, but you won't have your own username in there. Just a small little tip. Originally, this is used by people with multiple personalities. 
having conversations with themselves. Yes. And, and you you will most likely be laughed at the first time you employ this tactic. <laughs> but if you want to add like another comment to it, or you want to provide an update to whatever you're originally tweeting, that's sort of its intent. Yeah. But if you are actually replying to yourself, I would suggest that you seek mental help. <laughs> Sometimes before the the quoting part of it, uh there were people that would re- just straight up reply to themselves. And you would notice that and scratch your head a little bit on that. So that's yeah. kind of that was kind of interesting. But the commenting themselves, basically, like David said, you're just adding to the conversation, or you know, like adding another sentence to the paragraph, or like whatever. That might be it. Um, wow, David, this was a fun episode. We is a little bit uh, out of rhythm, I suppose, but it was still a very, very good episode. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. We appreciate that. Of course, if you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you continued to listen. Listen. Best way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You know what, folks? You should probably review us, too. Oh, if if you like us, I should say. If you made it this far into the episode, we would hope that a review from you would be, uh, you know, positive. So please do so if you uh, if you feel feel like that'd be uh, something you can handle. I don't know what yeah. else to say. I guess. Well, I mean, and more reviews is more visib- visibility. And anything that's not positive or anything that is positive is always feedback for us to improve. Uh, so yeah, definitely leave leave us leave a a review, and it can help other people discover the show and help us improve it. So definitely, what Vernon said, leave us a review. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find a link to the show at msmobileshow.com slash subscribe. That's, uh, a, you know, find a w- good way to subscribe. Um, you know, David, I think this is probably a good time for me to ask you, which I didn't ask earlier, didn't want to break your flow. Which podcast app are you using right now? I use uh, the Zune podcast app on my Zune HD. Oh, that's right. Okay, you're still... But, okay. But... On brief occasions where I have used cars that actually have Bluetooth and not 81 Camaros, I use Pocket Casts. That's still my favorite one. Okay. And I am continuing to... My appreciation appreciation and respect for Grover Pro is still growing. Yes. Yes. You can find me on Twitter at David V. Kimball. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Vernon El. You can uh, follow us on the the show on Twitter at MS Mobile Show. Send us your uh, tweets, questions, uh, suggestions, complaints not not complaints uh, if you want. And um, once again, guys, this is uh, we love doing this show. But if you feel this show is worth some spare change, we'd be thrilled if you took just a few seconds to contribute to the show by visiting the support section of the website. Whether you choose to support us monetarily or not, we do appreciate each and every one of you. We want to thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Stay mobile.